You are listening to Podcast Guesting Tips. This show will deliver podcast guest management and pitching insight to help you get in front of new audiences through podcast interviews so you can build connections and increase credibility. I'm your host and podcast guesting expert, Anne-Marie Tamrowski. I'm going to help you get your pitches read and responded to with the workflow that saves you time and energy. So listen in, stay tuned, subscribe and share the show with your friends so they can also join you on this mission to be on podcasts about fear. Let's go ahead and get to the show. Welcome to this episode of Podcast Guesting Tips. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Tamarowski. We are now going to get into the actual pitching process. If you listen to episodes 1 through 11, it was all about show research, figuring out what your goals are, where to look for shows, information to collect, all of that stuff. That's all the stuff and information you want to gather, like what kind of topics you want to talk about, etc. I'm going to flesh all that stuff out before you start pitching. This is like the meat of the journey, if you will. This is one of my favorite parts of process. So in this particular episode, I'm going to talk about what you should include in a pitch email. I'm going to break down the framework, some key points, provide value, the subject line, etc. Most shows that you're going to pitch to be on a podcast, and this goes for other earned media too, y'all. It's not just for podcasts. It could be for newsletters, articles, um, blogs, etc. It's all pretty much the same, right? And it's all got to be timely also. But for the most part, 90% of the time you're going to pitch a show, you're going to pitch it in email format. There's a lot of shows out there, including my own, where I actually have a guest application process and I collect all the information that way and I get to screen those as I see fit. But if you don't have anything like that in place, then, and even if you do, you're still going to get email pitches. (laughs) There's no way around that. So you want to just make sure that whenever you're sending an email out to pitch yourself on a show, you want to make it clean, concise, attractive, if you will. So that way that host not only opens that email, but reads what you have to say and what you have to offer and then ultimately say, yes, be on my show. So when you're crafting a pitch email to approach podcasts, it's very important to include key elements that effectively convey your message and captures the attention of that host, like I just mentioned. I'm going to share with you some essential components to include in this pitch email. Of course, you could take out of this what you want, leave the rest, what I like to say. And if you have a pitch email that is working, great. I love to hear about it. So go leave a message using the link of the show notes and I'll air it in a future episode as well. All right. So this is the framework of a pitch email. One thing to remember is that short and sharp is what will convert. We are living in a society now dictated by distractions and inboxes of getting fuller. So in an effort to be mindful of the host's time and also yours, you want to make sure that your pitch is personal yet punchy at the same time. So here's what you're going to start with. You're going to start with a personalized greeting. Begin your email with a personalized greeting addressing to the podcast host or contact person by name. Avoid generic openings like good afternoon or hello or dear, acknowledge by first name only and leave it at that. You're going to go into the introduction part and connection part. You're going to briefly introduce yourself and establish a connection with the podcast. Now, I mentioned briefly, you're not going to put your whole bio about yourself 
in the first paragraph, at least don't do that. <laughs> Play around with it and see what works for you. But I highly recommend you just briefly introduce yourself, who you are, what you do, and why you are writing to them. You also want to mention why you enjoy the show, specific episodes that resonated with you, or any relevant experiences that align with the podcast theme or values. This tells the podcast host that you're trying to pitch that you've actually showed some vested interest in their show. You've listened to a couple episodes, you're calling out key information. And that's what podcast hosts want to hear. They want, When they get these pitches, they don't want just a generic spaghetti on the wall, see what sticks type of a pitch. And believe me, they can sniff one out right away. So once you start mentioning key elements of a particular interview, or maybe not even just an interview, but a topic that they have also talked about, it kind of perks up the ears and then they're going to continue to read on. So one of the examples that you can use is such as this. I came across your podcast while I was listening or looking for XYZ. And the episode where you talked about X with Y caught my attention because of dot, dot, dot. Here's a real life example. I came across your podcast while I was listening to an episode you were on Kate Doster's podcast. She's one of my favorite podcasters. So that's a you know plug for her. And I really like the conversation you had with your guest, Sherry, on episode 15, where she shared her top five systems she uses to create content. I'm a systems and a workflow expert myself, and I thought I could share a topic around this that wasn't discussed around task prioritization. So these systems are easy to use in the first place. Dot, dot, dot. So in that piece, not only did you address the podcast host, but in yourself, but you also called out a specific part of an episode down to the guest name and episode number and what the topic was. So that is an attention grabber. And then you're going to go right into your value prop. You're going to clearly state the value that you can bring to the podcast and its audience. So based on what I just mentioned and then example, I want to talk about task prioritization. So the systems that, you know, Sherry talked about in the past episode are easy to use in the first place. So it's almost kind of an extension to what already talked about. This works really well if the show that you're referencing is super old, not anything recent because it kind of sounds like the same thing. But if it's super old, then you can reference that in that type of tone that I just mentioned. You're going to, like I said, clearly state the value you can bring to this podcast, and you're going to highlight the specific topics or insights that you can offer that's going to be a value to their listeners. So using the example above, the value prep could look something like this. I share best practices on what tasks to focus on in a specific project to determine what systems would work best for that particular project. Not all systems are created equal and your listeners will walk away with light bulb moments on identifying what process works best for that specific project that they're working on, like content creation. So in that piece, when you're talking about your specific topics, that is like the general overview. So what I would take that, I would just dissect a little bit and create quick bullet points underneath each topic and point out like a mini subtopic underneath it, because while your topic might sound great. Great. I would love to learn about task prioritization, but give me some specifics on how that can be done. And you want to address it and list those topics in a way that is almost like a blog post. So as human beings, when we're reading content or reading articles or reading blogs, or we're trying to find something, we always want to know what that answer is going to be. And we give the answer in that specific heading or topic line or whatever you want to call it. So for example, you're Googling 
and you want to learn about how to create, you know, how to prioritize your task when you're trying to create content, right? Here's the word how. A lot of that can start off with the word how. That's how you want to position these topics and these subtopics. Then you're going to go and talk about yourself because remember what I said, you don't want to do that at the very beginning. You want to wait until almost like towards the end and you're going to provide a concise overview of like your background, highlighting relevant accomplishments, credentials, et cetera, et cetera. And you're going to focus on the aspects that are most relevant to their audience. And you really only need two to three sentences at most summing up your bio. I have seen pitches come through my inbox that they do that at the very end. They'll put a PS. Oh, by the way, here's me. Here's what I do. Here's a link to my media sheet, whatever. And that is actually not a bad idea because you're not like just focusing the whole pitch on yourself. You're focusing on what you can provide to the listeners. And that's what they want. Also, in part of that pitch, if you want to include a media sheet, I highly recommend a link and not an attachment because that does get flagged as spam in a lot of um, email providers. So that's just a, a little quick tip too. If you've already been on different media appearances, whether it's print or audio or even video, you definitely want to mention that. You don't have to necessarily attach a speaker sheet or put a, a link to a speaker sheet. But if you just mention those and call those out within your pitch with a link that takes them right to that appearance, that is also helpful too. So when we talk about episode ideas, here's some suggestions. You're going to propose a specific episode idea or topic that you believe will be engaging and relevant to their hosts. I already talked about this. So whenever you're outlining your topics, you want to word it in a way that it's going to have impact. So another example is my overall topic is about task prioritization when it comes to projects. My subtopic could look something like how having a project management system can save five hours a week on content creation. So that basically narrows down like what is the listener going to walk away with? Like what's going to happen? What's the transformation? You're going to save five hours a week on creating content. And you're going to do that by having a project management system. All right. I want to listen to that episode now. I want to be able to do that. Your call to action is going to state your intention and invite the host to further discuss this opportunity. So you want to create a CTA that will let the host respond and give you next steps. And it could just be as simple as, would you be interested in having me on your show? And leave that as the last question, because that's the final question. That's the call to action. So they can hit reply and say yes or no. You're going to also, this is obvious, but you'd be surprised how a lot of people don't do this. You're going to put in your contact information and any relevant links. So make sure you do that. And then last and not least, you're going to have gratitude and in your messaging, and you're going to have a polite closing. You can express your gratitude for the host's time and consideration. So closing such as thank you for your attention or I look forward to the opportunity to contribute to your podcast. And, you know, end it with a professional sign off, if you will, such as sincerely, etc. You know, keep it your own. Do it as you wish. This is really the framework of a great pitch. And remember, it doesn't have to be super long. In fact, you can do all of this in a very, very short, quick, concise manner. You're going to practice this. It's going to change over time. So if you're new to this, your first pitch might be messy. But that's okay. It's just, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect at all. It's done, right? So over time, you're going to start practicing with different subject lines. You're going to start, and we didn't talk about subject lines, but for a subject line, do not use the word pitching, podcast guest, podcast guest opportunity, you know, none of that stuff because they don't know who you are. They don't care what your name is. They don't know you. 
So in order for them to even open it up to read more, you want to put your topic that you created, like that how to create the project management system, say five hours or less on content creation, using that example, that could be the subject line because they're going to look at them like, ooh, how am I going to be able to do this? Think of that's for them when it's really for you to share with their audience. You see where I'm going at? So think about that whenever you do your subject line. All right, that is the framework of a great pitch. Like I said, it's going to evolve. It's going to change over time. Just remember the host that you're pitching to has a team member managing the pitches or they're doing it themselves. So doing these things right and you know practicing it, practice your pitch, it ultimately makes you stand out. You definitely want to stand out above all the noise. So one of the things that you could do that is going back to that subject line. That will help you stand out. And of course, making your pitch all about them and their audience and less about you. That is the typical framework of an email pitch. And again, if you have all these fleshed out and you know what, if you're not even like have any idea of what you want to pitch, because there's so many topics and angles that you can go, then, you know, book a call with me, pick my brain and we can go over some strategies that you can do to create some different pitch topics and even create that pitch. So there you go. These are the pieces of the perfect pitch. Remember, it's your very own. This is the framework to get you started. And perhaps in a future episode, I will read off, and I can censor names to protect the innocent, (laughs) of some bad pitches. So that'll be fun because I get lots of those. And sometimes you just need to hear or see what not to pitch so you don't make the same mistake. Again, if you need some help bringing your pitch to life, schedule a session with me. I have all the links in the show notes. And pick my brain and let's do a podcast pitch audit together. All right. I hope this was valuable. You got some insight. And until next time, my friends. Happy pitching. Thank you for listening to this episode on podcast guesting tips. I hope this helped you a little on your DIY pitching journey. As my free gift to you for listening, visit the link in the show notes to get your free download of my 30 days to pitch for profit scorecard. This fun exercise will teach you to take action and stay consistent. And you will have me in your inbox the whole time rooting you on every week. Play with the buddy see how competitive you can get. The sky's the limit. Visit the link in the show notes and share this podcast with anyone you think will learn from these tips. Until the next lesson, everyone, happy pitching.